1: Welcome to the quick hitter version of the Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media. I'm Bruce Bernstein filling in for Mike. Our featured conversation this week is with Monica McNutt, the co-host of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. And we talk about social justice in America in the wake of last Wednesday's riots in Washington. We need to start with last Wednesday's events in Washington, D.C., which were horrifying to pretty much all of us. What, uh, what, What was your takeaway from that debacle?
0: Um, the privilege of whiteness was my first takeaway. Uh, but uh we were actually recording our podcast with the illustrious Katie Barnes, and we were kind of like talking toward the end of the pod. Like, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Because you know, TV's on in the background, but we weren't necessarily focused. Um, and so when I actually sat down and watched, I was baffled in many ways because I wondered where the tear gas was and where the flashbangs and the rubber bullets were. And I am a Washington, D.C. area region resident. And in graduate school, we did reports from the Capitol grounds and covered the Senate. And I know how particular they are about people being on those grounds. And so I was very much baffled that there was no preparation for the potential of um, the fact that that crowd actually excuse me the fact that that mob actually got into the building please historians do not minimize um it's nothing short of a terrorist insurrection um yeah so i guess you call this the peak of the current administration that is on its way out um it's sad in many ways, but I also hope that people understand that no, this is America. This is America too. And I think LeBron James put it very well when he talked about the two Americas that exist. And sure, we feel good to say we're better than this. And there are ways in which we do demonstrate behavior that is better than this, but this too also is America. And the anger and the vitriol that you saw on national television is the same anger and vitriol that has been pointed at Black people historically in this country for years and has um, imprisoned them because of the fear of that being directed at you. Like so many people in America are heartbroken and embarrassed by being an Americans and the whole bit. Well now, so take that same energy that you saw on display then and directed at a whole group of people just because they are Black, right? Historically over time. I mean, that is to me, when I think of Black History Month coming up in elementary school, that was the same scene that we saw around the lynching of black bodies and that's the kind of energy and the hatred that is pumped into our country for in regards to people of color now fortunately we've made progress and you and i and mike when he was healthy we've had all these conversations but that too is still america and so i think in order for us to become better we have to acknowledge the areas in which we need to fully improve Um, and so i'm needless to say very happy that this administration is coming to an end and we are hopefully moving in a direction that includes healing Um, and more unity.
1: Well, that's certainly something that we all need. I mean, one of the biggest complaints that I have about everything right now is that People have forgotten how to disagree with dignity and with some level of respect for other opinions. And, you know, I know that, you know, Doc Rivers, who's one of the greatest leaders in basketball today and who has been victimized by racism over the years. I mean, back when he was uh, uh, in San Antonio, he actually had his house burned down. And it was considered to be a racist incident. He is married to a white woman, Chris. And so he knows very well what it's like to be on the wrong end. In spite of his money, in spite of his notoriety, he's still an African-American man in the United States of America and has felt the sting of racism. And when somebody like Doc Rivers comes out so forcefully and points out that, hey, the way these violent DC rioters were treated was very much in stark contrast to the way other demonstrations by minorities that were peaceful, not even violent, but were peaceful, were treated. And I think that really does kind of speak to the whole to America's issue that you brought mm-hmm. up so eloquently a few minutes ago.
0: Yep, 100%. I mean, 100%. I literally I'm texting friends and my sister and talking with my parents. I'm like, if that had been a group of black people, it'd have been bodies in the street, like, and it would have been in the name of the Constitution and protecting our hollow grounds. And that's where it is. So I, you know, Bruce, at a certain point, I did turn it off. Um, and I know stories are coming out now, written stories that have been a little bit more, had a little bit more time to materialize, right? And so there are details in these stories that either make you applaud the acts of some. Uh, of those who might've been deemed heroes in terms of being willing to be distractions or whatever the case may be. And then some that continue to make you shake your head. And as some of the repercussions come down, it's like, well, you broke laws, like you broke laws. There was a video going around on Sunday night on Twitter of apparently folks that have been identified were trying to fly back to their homes. And they're now on no-fly lists pending investigation by the FBI. And so they're irate and causing a scene in these airports and crying. Well, this is actions have consequences. And this is part of your consequence. I mean, the boldness of which you would vandalize national property, take pictures, take selfies, not hide your face, brag about it. This is the two Americas. It is the privilege of the two Americas.
1: It's like a, a kid who murders his mother and father and then complains that he's an orphan, right? It's like you don't have you don't know. That's you don't, really
0: you big, don't... Bruce, but yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry to be so bleak. Well, look, you live you live in the DC area, and I know Mike Wise lives in the DC area, and he's very politically oriented in a lot of ways. Was was this? I mean, all of us who respect the country felt violated by that thing. Did those of you who live in the DC area perhaps feel it even more intensely?
0: So I'm outside of the city. I believe Mike is outside the city too on the other side. Um, yes. Yes. I had friends that you know, could hear various sounds or or impeded by traffic. I know leading up to the events, Mayor Muriel Bowser here in the area asked DC residents to avoid downtown and avoid the area on Wednesday. So I do think here at home, you could see some of the precautions being taken by everybody apparently except Capitol police and FBI and whoever else was actually in charge of protecting the Capitol. Um, it, it's, it's very odd. I think a, a, another friend of mine brought up the point that DC itself still doesn't have statehood. Right. And literally those residents were the most inconvenienced by this whole thing and, um, taxpayer dollars on so many levels that helped maintain both the federal, uh, the federal level and the local level, uh, m- museums and such. So it's, it's really interesting.
1: Well, moving kind of in a lateral direction from the political turmoil in in DC. Shut up and dribble Mm. appears to be thankfully dead. Just ask Mm -hmm. Kelly Loeffler, the soon to be former senator from Georgia, who co owns the WNBA's Atlanta dream. The entire Atlanta team supported her opponent in the Georgia runoff, the Reverend Raphael Warnock, who narrowly beat Loeffler and will be the first African American senator in Georgia's history. I know you were very proud of the dream for their part in that.
0: I was tremendously proud. In fact, when we talked to Katie, I was hard pressed to find a moment at which the intersection of sports and politics or whatever you want to call it, the intersection of made me more proud because this wasn't a throw on a cool t-shirt because t-shirts with slogans are in, move. This was very much thought out. The women of the WNBA were engaged with various groups in terms of voting, uh, social justice groups. They met with Breonna Taylor's mother. They met with so many different activists. I believe they met with Trayvon Martin's mother at one point. They were really having conversations this summer and, and educating themselves and then therefore educating their circles. I remember Sidney Colson told me that Michelle Obama said, you know, get your voting gang together. If I vote and I promise to take two, of my, two or three of my friends with me and they do the same, then it's a ripple effect. And Um, they had the opportunity to to talk to these dynamic and incredible women that are not just leaders because they're black women, but leaders in these big time political spaces. And so that was a very calculated move by those women to wear the Vote Warnock t-shirts. I mean, he was polling at 9% before the WNBA threw their weight behind him and really elevated his profile. And so I think 2020 in so many ways has made us all so uncomfortable that I think it's really forced us to be reflective and be intentional whether it is the fact that those games were in the bubble and not only did the Atlanta dream started but it was able to spread so quickly through the bubble, whether it was behind the tragic loss of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, that those women decided to use their platform and to not address this questions in regards to stat sheets. And the same thing we saw in the NBA um, that really made people stop and look and pay attention. Of course, you gotta shout out Stacey Abrams anytime that Georgia comes up because she's been a tremendous organizer and probably should be governor if not for shenanigans in regards to that. Um, but I just think the W is incredible and, and I'm glad. The part that makes me most proud is that the national conscience is recognizing what the W has been about. I mean, this is not new for the WNBA. These are women that are willing to really put their weight behind causes that they believe in despite the
1: risks. If you'd like to hear more from myself and Monica McNutt, check out the full version of the Mike Wise show from Pure Hoops Media. You can also see the video version of the Mike Wise quick hitter on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel.